listening. You are the ones who are the ball lickers. What we got's gonna turn your brain into shit. Why you laugh? Slurpcast! Hey, you got that, uh, Lilu? What's going on there? Yep, it's reminding me that I'm supposed to record right now. Okay, put, put that thing in your butt. And then squeeze your cheeks so I don't have to hear the Lilu. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that always ends with the Zlurpcast. Funny little commercials at the end. And oh, we got some good ones this time. You're going to hear a Zlurpy Bowl commercial, the one you loved last time. And we got maybe a couple new ones. Man, it's like the Super Bowl. You tune in for the commercials. The content, eh, whatever. That's what we do. Extreme is with me. I am Johnny P. Thanks for coming by, Extreme. Uh, you're a bit tired today because we're recording just after a long drive. Is that correct? That would be correct, yeah. I uh, had a long day, but I woke up, and here I am for all these Lerp Nation. Hey, woke up this morning, got myself a microphone, and recorded Zlurpcast. This is what we do. A lot of stuff to cover, including an amazing giveaway. As far as I'm concerned, the only place to get it is going to be Zlurp Bowl 13. If you find it anywhere else, I don't know. Better make sure it's legit. We'll talk more about that and the tournament graveyard and around the old world and inside the dugout, your favorite segments and more uh, extreme. Shall we get into the graveyard first? I think so. We have a lot to talk about. Brought to you by Older Guardian. When you're here, Rob Graves, you families. You are tuned into the Slurpcast. The tournament graveyard. Ah, the tournament graveyard. I asked Extreme if I should start. He says yours was first, but we know first is worst, second is best, and third is turd. Did you have that expression growing up or no? Was no. That, okay, so that was a thing. We were at elementary school. And, and if it was my school only, then I guess Katie Music is the only one that's going to get this one. First is worst, because if you're like, I'm first, yeah, first is worst, second's best. Why you then, oh, someone's over here like, a oh, third is turd. That's, that was... It was that, and then no cuts, no butts, no coconuts. Did you have that one? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Glad we had some common bond with the, the coconuts <laughs> and the butts and the cuts. <laughs> I'm glad. Oh, geez. Oh, so many fun uh, memories. Let's talk about a tournament that I attended. It is the first in the Iowa Blood Bowl Championship Circuit. I believe it's the Iowa BBCC. And that was the College of Celestial Magic's Aerial Ascension Tournament happening at Critical Hood Games. Chance from 3 Die Block, that is his store in Iowa City, Iowa. Great time. I've played uh, a few tournaments there. And it's cool because it's a store slash owner slash community that embraces Blood Bowl tournaments and Blood Bowl leagues and Blood Bowl lore and all of that. And that is rare as hell to find. So, um, Extreme, I know you're a fan because it's like, wow, there's trophies and flags? Like, where am I? Is this somebody's basement? Yeah, it's a very cool environment. We talked about it, uh, I think, on the previous episode. But if you haven't ever been there, I definitely recommend it. And now that they have all these tournaments going there, there's even more reason to go. Yeah, definitely. And so this time, I I was going I to say without family solo and without our good friend Valdrick. So... But it did allow me to explore the comic store around the corner. Picked up a couple books, looking for. Finally found that Thundercats I was trying to find. And just kind of, you know, sometimes it's good to just 
do your own thing. Because when you're doing your own thing, sometimes you realize, you know what? I'm in the zone and I could win this whole thing. Did I win? I, I don't know. We'll talk about it. I don't know. It's, it's just, I don't want to tease too much because we're literally. I'm in so the full of anticipation right that my genitals are sucked up into my body cavity. So I think without further adios, I think we should say that the answer is no. I did not win this tournament. I was close, though. I'll tell you why I was close. Because the coach who won, Aaron McDowell, he took home the trophy. He had his Amazons perfect record, 3-0 and at this tournament. A passing-themed tournament, Aerial Ascension. You got bonus points for completing different length passes. They were used for tiebreakers. It wasn't necessarily like, you know, win, still win, no matter what. But it kind of helped break apart some ties in there. And there was a discount on passing skills and all that. Aaron played well. I actually played Aaron McDowell, and I lost to him. If you lose to the winner of the tournament, Extreme, based on your experience, it's kind of like a not-too-bad-of-a-loss, right? Um, I mean, sure. Let's go with that and re- remember that when we uh, talk about my tournament later. <laughs> okay. I mean, I, it doesn't does that happen to you? Cause it feels like it happens to me all the time. And I'm not saying that's like my, always my only loss, but just I feel like at some point the person who grabs that trophy is someone that I encountered that day. And it in a weird way, it should feel bittersweet. It should feel like, oh, they already kicked my ass a couple hours ago. Now I got to watch them, you know, take all the glory. But then the other part of my brain's like, no, you lost to the winner of the tournament. That's, that means that the best person there beat you. Eh, that's not bad. That's like, you know, having a tie against Frank Bradford. Eh, I count it as a win, you know? It's like not as bad of a loss. Do you, do you have that same sentiment at all? Um, I mean, I don't think about it that deeply, no, but I, I see your argument there for being a uh, quality loss. If quality, such yeah, a, a QL. Hey, listen, start and thinking about that deep. deep Do me a favor. And, you know, put your other deep thoughts away. You know, deep thoughts by Jack Handy. Put those to the side. Think about some other ones. Because Aaron did win the tournament, and he had an Amazon team that they were good, but they were enhanced a bit by a couple of very slimy and slithery star players. Do you know the, the pair I'm talking about, Extreme? Uh, yeah, the what, dribble and drool, probably. Yeah, I think in this one it was uh, uh, drool and dribble. I think it was, um, uh, okay. I, I think drool took center stage on this one. But they, had, they both had their moments. You know, one was sticking a knife in my butt. And the other one is, uh, you know, dropping boots every every turn. And it was, he he used them the way you're supposed to use them. He moved them around in pairs. They were always next to each other or near each other to get that extra bonus there. And I had the hardest time and I tried to hit them and they sidestep. And then I'm like, well, I'll ignore them. I can't ignore them because they get somebody on the ground and they pounce on them. Um, the only couple times I did okay was um, when it was like a failed stab and I got a decent hit on them. But still, I mean... They have skills to keep them alive, too. So very difficult pair of star players to contend with. And obviously, it was a great, we'll say, um, accoutrement, if you will, to the Amazons. They uh, definitely added something to that team. So he went 3-0. and well, Congrats, Aaron, on that. Uh, Runner-up, Richard Moore with his high elves. I did not get a chance to play him, so I cannot comment any further. Jeff Stege took home the Master of Air for the greatest passing team. I did get to play Jeff. He's always one of my favorite people to run into at Iowa tournaments. He's just, we always have a blast talking and chatting and kind of, you know, we, uh, I'll talk about the game we played in, in a little bit. Um, Aaron Franklin 
won the most touchdowns award that day. And I took home the most casualties award. Most brutal. I had 13 over three games. All legit. No fouls, no crowd in there. So that was nice to grab that trophy. Hope to get more of those on my shelf this year. Brian Schnicker won the Cheering Fans Award for the favorite team. I believe he had the Deadpool team. All of his models were various uh, forms of Deadpool. So great to see those awards. Thanks for 3 Die Block for not only hosting, but also posting things online so we can easily talk about it on a show like this. It's always nice, extreme side note, to have, like, when you go to a tournament and somewhere, Facebook or wherever, Discord, you see a list of the winners and pictures so you can easily reference that. I think... All tournaments should have something like that somewhere so I could just scroll through and make it very seamless on a show like this. Would you agree? Yeah, I mean, it's always nice. I enjoy that. It kind of keeps the good vibes from the tournament going into the future, I guess, as you can look back on things. But That is true. But I brought my chaos team, uh, the old York Defiance, and said, let's kick things off. Why not start the year off right with a passing-themed tournament, and I'll bring chaos. And so first round, I get paired up with TJ, who apparently had the same idea. He brought a Nurgle team. And he's like, wait, you came here to kick people's ass too? I'm like, yeah, I did. And he's like, I'm like, you? He's like, yeah. He's like, how come we're not playing those guys? I'm like, I don't know. Because some jerk uh, arranged it. Tim Lyons set it up on purpose, I think, and we played each other. So we kind of had a good laugh that, well, this is not going the way we thought. We both came in to just, you know, destroy these, uh, these low armor value teams and um, end up battling each other. It was a very fun game, kind of went back and forth for a while, um, and uh, thankfully I ended up uh, doing a good enough job to squeak out a victory, and um, there was some luck involved for sure, because you know now we're using Beastmen and Pestigores to do some wacky things. I'll throw a couple of quick passes here and there. In fact, I actually had one, I wanted to get a bonus point so bad because Chance came over and he's watching. I spent four rerolls in one turn trying to get a pass off. So is that a, is that a good deal extreme? Uh, I mean, I think you should have focused on your original plan of just trying to kill everybody. I know. I'll tell you what, I, I also didn't read the rules fully. I thought that the bonus points were, well, I, I didn't know it was mainly for tiebreakers. I kind of just took a quick glance and I'm like, well, I think I might have a good chance of winning this one. So let me try to get, you know, a pass in there. I think it was a, I think it was a short, you know, pass. but it was just like, and I couldn't pick up the ball, and I couldn't make the dodge, I couldn't make the pass, but I got it, and I felt proud to make sure everyone knew that, and I said, well, let's never do that again. And um, <laughs> I did end up, I forgot how many casualties, I think I got three in that game, um, so I did end up doing a decent enough job to outnumber him early on, which helped. Um, I think he took out a Chaos Warrior in the first the first play of the game. I think he, he casualty the Chaos Warriors. I was kind of like, eee. that was a rough start, but uh, the luck did not go his way. So that one worked out well for me. Round two, I got paired up against uh, Aaron and his Amazons, the winner of the tournament. So I'm thinking first, Amazons, great. All right, now let's do some damage. Let's whip some ass. I didn't really whip a whole lot of ass. I did get a decent amount of casualties. I think I got three in that one. Three or f- yeah, I think I got three in that one as well. But like I mentioned earlier, it was it was tough to deal with the Amazons loaded up on skills and also those two stars. And 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 a quick side rant. I don't know why Games Workshop decided the Amazons weren't good enough. Let's let's also give them a new strength four player. Extreme, is is there anything I'm missing? Because you follow this stuff more closely than I do. Like any why anyone thought that was a good idea besides Amazon coaches? 
they also gave him defensive, which is a great starting skill. Um, why they were given that, I don't know. I don't know why they made a lot of the changes they did to a lot of the teams. But that's what they did. They like to make things different than they were before. So that way, um, if you have teams, maybe you think about replacing them yeah. uh, with the teams they're selling. You got to buy a new Norse team. It's got the little beer guys, right? Um, I just don't. And some of the changes aren't like drastic. To me, this was a drastic one. And I know it's a little complainy, but it's just like, man, did they. And I don't, and I don't know if GW, because they've always said for years in all their games, they don't focus on tournaments. You know, they don't, that's what they always, they always say in general, like a, just a blanket statement. But if you really think about it, and, and this is what we talk about, and we talk about tournaments in this show, so I'm, I'm going to get into it a little bit, but it's like, most of the time, you're never going to get a strength increase at a tournament. It's usually never part of the rules pack, right? Extreme, you get skill packs. You can take primary, you can take secondary, you, this guy can have two, that guy can have one. Rarely do you see strength increases. Then when you give somebody that as a brand new team right out of the box, and you still assign your normal skills, to me, that's so much more powerful than, than anything else because it's like, ugh, you can't normally get that. We always say you, you take skills to replace things and to help out weaknesses, but a strength increase is too much. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I think there are some limitations to the new team versus the old team. Um, their amount of block that they start with uh, is a big thing that everyone always points to, but you give them skills and things. The, yeah. the, so outside of like a competitive thing, the thing I always look at too, I think it's weird. I try to compare like the human team to the other human teams. Mm-hmm. And so why does the human team not have a strength four player? Right. And why are the human catchers still strength too if the Amazons are stronger than the humans? Yeah. And like it just doesn't quite line up. But humans should be humans, yeah. I think. Humans are humans. People are people. We learned that from uh, Depeche Mode many times. And I will tell you that the human catcher being two is still the biggest joke in the game. I mean, it's like, come on. I, I, that, that, I still don't understand that one. But I just think that Amazons are pretty great. And, um, I, but again, I don't, I know it sounds complaining and it's going to come off the way no matter what, but, um, it's, is it the, if you can't beat them, join them. Should we all get, all play Amazons now? Is that what we need to do? Well, I mean, I, it's okay to complain sometimes. Um, I'm going to support your complaining because I have a big complaint about another race when I can do my tournament recap. So man, I can take that little soundbite way out of context. I've got to (laughs) complain about another race. That might be the viral TikTok clip that definitely gets us some notoriety for sure. <laughs> I've got to complain about another race you're going to want to hear. <laughs> anyway, I agreed. So um, my uh, third round matchup was against uh, Jeff Stege. Hopefully I'm saying his last name right. I'll tell you, I'm actually shocked because, you know, I'm normally a pretty quick player. But this is one where usually I'm handing my sheet in like while people are starting their second half. This is one that went the full time because we were just chatting the whole time. It was the last game. We were kind of, you know, a little tired, and we just, I mean, every reference in the book. I don't know how we got on a rant about um, other members of Linkin Park, the band that should have died instead of Chester. It's, like, very strange that that was a, a <laughs> it's like, but we were, and how Mike Shinoda staged the whole thing to further his career, which went nowhere. Um, so it was like very strange conversations. I love talking to Jeff. I hope we get, get to play him more, but I'm pretty sure I will because he's a local Iowa City guy that I'll get to uh, see a lot this year. So overall, I had a 2-1-1 record. And I'll tell you what, with my Chaos team, I know it's the year I'm playing Chaos, I did 
have a record of chaos years ago. Did you know, Extreme, that in the past I was undefeated with chaos? My NAF undefeated. Would you believe that? I did not know that. How long ago was that? It was uh, 2011, I believe, when I played him last. And it was at a bunker brawl, which is street bowl. Street, street brawl. Street bowl. Street brawl. Is it ball, brawl, bowl, or either way? It's okay. Uh, it was before the gutters. Before the gutters. And pre-gutters, PG. And I had two wins and two ties. And I still only had like a 154. It's like, what the hell? So, what's up with that, Glicko? Is that the ratings guy? I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about. Is that a thing? Glicko ratings? Yeah, but it's not going yeah. It's not a guy? It is a thing. It's not a guy. And I don't think it's going to affect your CR the way that you're saying. But. Oh, wow. Glicko ratings. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, <laughs> Glicko my balls. How about that? I had two wins and two ties. Had a 154. What the hell? Anyway, now I got two wins and a loss. So I have not seen the new ones yet. I don't think uh, Tim put them in yet, so I better get on that, bro. I want to, I, I'm here for the ratings. You know, it's nice to see the old stuff, but I want to see the ratings. But I was happy to get the most brutal award. And at the very least, I hope to amass more of those trophies. They had very custom trophies they made and painted and handed out. I hope they're doing that for all of them. That'd be an awesome surprise to uh, see those pop up. But very cool and great to see that the first of, a, I believe, seven tournaments that are going to happen uh, in this Iowa circuit this year, which is um, pretty amazing to have. I mean, most of them will be at the same store. There's a couple that might be just outside, like Headbangers Ball, but um, great to see seven tournaments there this year and um, a fun time for the first one to kick it off. Now, Extreme, you have a tournament that you were just recently at, so fresh in your mind. You're probably still tired from the drive, right? Yeah, a little bit. So I went to, I'm going to attempt it, Zinch SC. Yeah. It's it's easier sure. than we thought it was last time. Because it's basically Tennessee, but instead of ten, it's Zinch. Zinchesee. Tennessee Zinchesee, right? Yeah, sure. I think that's what they're yep. going for. So I went down there with uh Alex, my son, Alex Mitchell. Is that side note, um, is that why you decided to have a child to I have an automatic blood bowl friend? Uh no, that's not why <laughs> okay i just because it, it's like you know the office when michael scott's like i'm gonna have a hundred kids so i can have a hundred friends and they have to they have to play with me or whatever he said um i just because you have a built-in blood bowl bro at all times i like yeah. that you know kind of jealous of that he may uh venture out to his first tournament without me soon oh wow what if he meets a new dad <laughs> yeah, we woo indeed. <laughs> we we woo indeed. <laughs> Why you laugh? Uh, he might. There's a pretty cool guy at that tournament, so you know maybe I'll get replaced. And you do have like a kind of a an archetype look. I mean, there's like three of you at every tournament anyway. In this, you used yeah, to have the some... yeah. You had like the only like you for a long time. Then eventually, people were like they all did the kind of like you know grayish beard and the hat and glasses, and it's like oh god. Gimmick infringement everywhere. You know? <laughs> so how did this one go for you? Um, so it went okay. I think there were there were over 20 people. I don't know the exact count because there's a couple people that kind of dropped out early and other people that filled in. So somewhere 20, 24-ish nice. people there. Uh, so it was a pretty good turnout. 
um, which was a, I think he was a sellout. He had to turn some people away. Sellout? Because um, there was so, only so much space in the store. Oh, I thought you people. meant like he decided to do a mainstream one and he didn't stick to his roots just to make more money. No. Okay. Brought the four miners, uh, shockingly, and I was able to bring Mighty Zug and a bunch of guard. Okay. Um, and the, we talked about it in the previous episode, but the big theme of the tournament, you picked one person that was flavored of Zinch, um, mm. not favored, flavored. Flavored? Because they're dipped in like barbecue sauce. Oh, flavor. Okay. Flavor of Zinch. Yeah. So each round, uh, before the round started, you rolled a random skill, uh, of these eight that were on selected on, I think skills and mutations. So like four of them were kind of offensive, four of them kind of, uh, more hitting. So I chose a runner, uh, the first round, uh, the runner gained jump up, which was very useful. So just so I'm clear, these were new mutations created for the tournament, but based off of existing skills. No, they were uh, existing mutations. So there's like extra arms, extra heads. Oh, but uh, jump, jump up's not a mutation though. It was skills and mutations. Oh, okay. So Sorry. Okay. There there was just a selection of eight that were chosen. Oh, a combo so you of had both. a little chart. Okay. Yeah. Did you have to like, um, I, I would have, because it was if it was barbecue sauce themed, I would have forced, because I like real life games along with like tabletop games. I would have mm-hmm. forced people to take shots of different barbecue sauces in order to get the skill that goes with it. No, but I... Uh, Matt did have um, some zinch dip and some chips that you could try. So there was some mean like, like purple. To, like tobacco dip? What do you mean dip? You know, like you dip chips and things other than oh, tobacco. Oh, I thought you meant like, like you know, like Biron's always got that thing in his mouth all the time. He's always spitting right, at Dr. But, Pepper but bottle. If I, but if I tell you someone has chips and dip, the first dip that you go to is tobacco dip. Blood Bowl coaches are disgusting, and they always got stuff in their <laughs> mouth. What do you What do you think? I love the other kind of dip. Don't get me wrong. I'm dare I say I'm a dip shit. You know. Why are you <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, this dip was purple, so mm. it was uh, like a purple cheese queso dip. It was, I didn't try any, but oh, I was, sure okay. Was so, case, so. so my first question was going to be, did you have some? My second question is, have you had a ball movement yet? Because I want to know if it's purple. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was uh, I'm was recovering from being sick recently, so I was trying not to touch people and kind of keep my distance. I didn't want to reach into a chip bag and mm. like share that with everybody else. I was trying to be considerate. Any double dippers there? I don't know. I wasn't watching. Right, I, I, I wasn't policing the dip. Yeah, you dip the chip, you take a bite, and you end it. You know, you don't go in for not 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 with people you don't know. That that's how you get various zinch diseases. Um, thankfully, you stayed clean. <laughs> Appreciate that. Yeah. So my runner got jump up after the first round. Uh, the second round uh, rolled frenzy, which um, basically meant I never blocked with my runner again. Yeah. And the last round got sprint. So the two skills I really wanted, I did end up getting jump up and sprint. You were thinking, even though your runner got frenzy, you didn't want to change your your plan. Well, without block, because this had to go to a player without skill, and not that I would ever give my runner skill anyway. Yeah. Um, but uh, without block, I don't want to risk the frenzy. I have enough people on my team I can hit with. But. Okay. Yeah. yeah uh, makes but- sense. My first round opponent was, um, I don't know his NAF name. Uh, his name is Skyler. 
there's a lot of new people that I've never met before. Um, I haven't really gone to this region very often. There's a lot of people from Tennessee, obviously, and Alabama and Georgia there. So it's pretty cool. To be, to be fair uh, to them, and they were they're not new people though. They're like new to me, new to you, right? But I mean, they yep. could have been playing. Dare I say, you were the new guy. Absolutely. You are 100% correct with that. They all knew each other. They had matching shirts and wow. stuff. And you were like the new guy, like the movie, the new guy. And you said, I don't make plans. And you throw the paper on the back. That's a great <laughs> movie. Um, <laughs> the new guy. So you were, you were the new guy. Was that a moment where you're like, you walk in and you expect everyone to start bowing to you? Cause it's like extreme. You're like this NAF legend, you know, a Zlurpy ball and all this show. Did, did that happen? Or were you kind of like just, Hey, hey everyone, I'm, I'm Brian. Um, nice, nice to meet you. I'm new here. No, I mean, I still wasn't again, feeling a hundred percent. I was feeling good enough to be at the tournament. I wasn't going to get anyone sick, but I was kind of, I don't know, more to myself than usual. Keeping uh, a low profile. Yes. Like a, but a, a celebrity have... puts a hat on, then they can go out, go out to a restaurant. That's, that was you this time. Yeah. But I was using an item we're going to talk about, uh, in the future, uh, for the podcast. And someone asked me what Zlurpcast was, so I had to what? explain that whole thing. Whoa. What is Zlurpcast? Yeah. And then <laughs> after I explained Zlurpcast, he's like, so what's with the Zlurpy? Uh, so then I had to explain that whole thing. It was, it was a whole process. It's, it's got to be embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> it shouldn't be, but it's, it's, it's totally the, you know, you see a, um, you know, like a celebrity as someone's like, Hey, where do I know you from? It's like, Oh God, you're going to make me say my movies. You know, it's got, <laughs> it's gotta be like the worst moment. Yeah. I had this thing. That's kind of like, and then meanwhile, the next person comes up like, Oh my God. And you're like, you know, this guy, and you're like, you're just praying for someone to recognize you at that point. <laughs> yeah. Something. The Skyler was playing Nurgle. So that was cool. I don't get to play against Nurgle very often. Um, and his turn, so we all kind of laid out mats. Uh, so my mat was being used. I never got to play on it. Um, and you kind of, so it was kind of random what mats you end up playing on. We ended up playing on the chaos cup, 2018 mat, hmm, the okay. very purpley dark elf one. Oh, that's a cool one. And his team was the purple people eaters. Hmm. So it kind of felt very, uh, home fieldy almost for him. Yeah. But he was a super cool guy. Um, and I think I played very well and kind of controlled the whole game. And um, in the second half, it kind of got ugly. He kept losing players. And the only thing that was up for grabs was whether I was going to win 1-0 or 2-0. Mm, okay. And I didn't get that second score. He was able to stop me. You do any fouling in that one? No. Oh, man. Do you typically foul or no? Uh, not often. No. Occasionally. Yeah. Um, he tried to foul me a few times. He Well, more than a few times. Yeah. I think he... Because he was trying to, he got zugged down and fouled him. Yeah, which is reasonable. Uh, I think he fouled like four times before he got caught, and then once he got caught, he was already short players, so that really made yeah. it worse, and he kind of stopped. I'm guessing Zug did not get hurt though. No. Yeah. No, he, he the fouls that he was doing on Zug was only with like one person helping. It's yeah. like ah, I don't know if that's a good foul. Like yeah. his armor's pretty high. Like I, I, I I'm, I'm guessing he at a. A moment of desperation. It's like you're down players. You're not. It's not going well. Try to get something going. So I kind of get the little bit of risk taking with that. Yeah, I mean, it, if it works, it's a huge swing. So yeah. go for it. Okay. So you, so you won your first game. 
I did. So I won my first game. Um, after the first game, they did a uh, raffle for an Amazon team, hmm. and I won the raffle. Nice. I think it's the first uh, Blood Bowl raffle I've won in many, many years. Was this like um, a, like a off the shelf team or painted or? Yeah, oh. uh, off the shelf. Oh, nice. There you go. Okay. So, well, there you go. Uh, yeah. So everyone was joking. You know, the dwarf coach won the Amazon team. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, but uh, so that will possibly be given away at Slurpee Bowl. Very nice. <laughs> Um, well, I mean, you know, not with these strength four uh, players now, you, you may become an Amazon coach one day. Now, I don't see that happening for you. Probably not. No. Yeah. Uh, uh, my cool. next opponent was a uh, Black Orc team. Okay. Uh, which going into this, I was thinking it was kind of amusing that um, in different tournament builds, Black Orcs are Black Orcs are rarely a good team, um, but against dwarves, they're it's not a bad matchup for them hmm. i think it's kind of a tough matchup for dwarves and that they have to actually respect it a little bit yeah. because of the strength of things uh but he only took one guard he had a bunch of mighty blow um no he had two guard two guard um but a bunch of mighty blow and he did take the troll with no skills okay. and he had helmet wolf hmm. and that was probably helmet was really messing up my life yeah for good, good star quite a bit yeah, we uh, we um, we interviewed him way back in the day on Zorkcast, yeah, way way a... way back. Uh, big fan of the band Jackal, Chainsaw Head Metal Band. I'll tell you what, I've never played with dwarves against black orcs, but I would imagine for me it'd be like dwarves against lizardmen, where it just makes me have a hard time all day with one on one matchups yeah. that are not really like one on one. They're not fair fights across the board. Yeah. Um, so the big difference is, you know, skinks are better than goblins. Yeah. Um, but the black orcs also have grab, yeah. so they're kind of moving you around and really messing things up um, more, even more than lizards would. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there is some, some similarities there, though. Um, but I was able to hold my own, and I uh, got a couple players off the pitch, which helped a lot. But helmet was uh, causing a problem, and I kept, I got good blitzes on him a couple times, but with stand firm, I wasn't able to clear myself. So then. When I didn't knock him down, I'm standing right there waiting to get a chainsaw in the face again. Yeah. So that sucked. But I was having some pretty rough luck in this game. I rolled um, six double skulls um, and attempted four go forts and failed three. Wow. Um, and I was only I only had one reroll on my team, so um, the combination of those two things was really tough. But I was doing the best I could with it. I think I coached really well. Uh, my opponent agreed. He said he was outplayed the whole game, but it ended mm. in a tie. Okay. Is that sort of the trade-off we're seeing is you're, you're either going to take a star or more re-rolls. Seems like that's kind of um, – because um, my in my tournament, I mentioned earlier, I didn't have any stars, but I had five re-rolls. And I felt like I needed them most of the time because I don't have block and these kind of skills. So for you having mm -hmm. one, you just had to deal with all those double skulls and just go for it to kind of just power through and probably uh, you know screw up some of your plans. Yeah, the one nice thing is once you see a bad die result, you just put your guy down and you're like, okay, you don't have to think about, can I re-roll this or not? Like, no, I don't have any re-rolls, so yeah. there's my turn. <laughs> I, I, that's a positive way to look at it. It's not a, you know, you know it's not it's good. It's a fun way. No. <laughs> I get, and also, the fact that you said you had six double skulls, meaning at, at a certain point, you started keeping track. Yeah, I mean, the first half... And they were some important ones too. Like it, the score that he had. So in the we started the second half, it was still zero zero. I went down to score in the first half and wasn't able to. 
And starting the second half, he was short enough players that he was talking about. He's like, I may just try my throw teammate mm. right away while I still have players on the field. Yeah. And I was like, okay, well, thanks for telling me that. Uh, <laughs> so, so I was like crowding the troll and really, I did a really good job of wedging apart his team. So that way he couldn't do that. And he was like, well, I can't do that. Yeah. So a few turns in, he got to the point where he's like, you know, my only option is just to run this goblin down by himself. Yeah. So he did. And then my troll slayer needed to go for it to blitz him and failed to go for it. Mm. So he walked in. Wow. I was like, okay, that's, well, that's, that's a score. <laughs> that That's, well, that's also blood bowl, right? The idea that yeah. one die means so much and all of your, your greatest plans and ideas. Yeah. That, that's fun to have all those, but essentially, you know, things could all just go away with one die roll and it makes something like that just, you know, just happen. So, okay. Yeah, for sure. But despite all the um, struggles with the dice and stuff, it was still a very hard fought, uh, close game. So that was always good. Nice. That's what I want anyway. Yeah. Keeps it fun for both for a while. So that I was playing a table one round two, which round, mm. round two doesn't really mean a whole lot. But yeah. from there I was like, okay, so I have a win and a tie. I'm with this many people. I'm probably out of the running, but I'm back towards the middle and that'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they start announcing, um, the matchups and stuff, and I end up playing uh, Alex. Oh, um, so you which play- <laughs> is the worst possible matchup I could have picked out of the whole room um, for multiple reasons. Yeah. You know, one, and we just traveled, you know, six and a half hours each way to play each other, which yep. sucks. Yep. Uh, but also his team, the, the one team I don't want to play ever. Like, I don't know. I, and I didn't see it coming until I, now I've played five nobility teams and this is 100% true in my opinion. They're the anti-dwarf team. Mm. Like, it's so frustrating yeah. playing them. And I told him in this game, and I was, I would, I want to apologize. I was pretty much, I was a bad sport during this game. So well, you're to, allowed to be, you're his dad. Well, right. But so I apologize to Alex and anyone else that heard and now, thought what the hell is going on. Yeah. I think it's important that a lot of people were they not sure that of your relationship, they're just like, <laughs> Man, this guy is being a dick to that guy. He's like, that's okay. Well, was, it's his dad. I was playing right next to uh, Sean Cowley, House Blackfire, mm-hmm. which is another thing. Like, I, I'm always pretty close in the standings to uh, Sean as well. And we end up playing the last round, like, either against each other or at tables yeah. next to each other. You're always a lot. in the same spot. Yeah. So he knew what was going on, but it, I don't know if his opponent probably didn't, (laughs) but it's such a frustrating matchup. And I told Alex, I was like, you know, I just feel like you just told me I don't get to play the game. Yeah. Like I, I don't even know why I'm sitting here. (laughs) It's it's ridiculous. Let me ask you, why is nobility considered a tier two team as well? I think they're great. Um, so offensively, I see where they can struggle. Um, and I know like the dwarf nobility matchup is probably one of their better matchups. But I don't know. I, if anything, they're a high tier two team. Yeah. They, um, they come with the annoying skills that automatic. Cause then, like I mentioned earlier about the whole picking skills to, you know, you know, okay. He took away block from his Amazons. That's okay. I'll just add block right back. You can then add. So they come with the annoying skills and then you can then add in the essential ones of what you need. And so I, I love playing nobility. I think it's one of my, I mean, I, I, I use the scares models that you painted up for me. The, the bears team 
uh, uh, theme, but I think it's great. I mean, the idea that, you know, with Thend everywhere and Stand Firm, it's just um, nice to be annoying. Another one of those. Yeah. I mean, and tournaments too, like you were saying, you can fix your, your weaknesses on your team. So the weakness is offense. What Alex typically does is bring um, Carla Von Kill. Oh, okay. There's his offense. I didn't even now think about star, star players. Yeah, okay. And is, this another, so Alex, is this another uh, no star player rant you're about to get into or, or no? No, just very frustrated. I need to figure out a way to play against nobility, I guess. I've played nobility five times and I've lost four and tied one. Mm. So I need to figure out what I'm going to do. Or just, um, or just stop, keep, started, stop keeping track. That also helps too. Well, yeah. Or, you know, <laughs> stop playing out. So that's the other thing. So, very early in the year, this is the second tournament I've played Alex at already, and uh, can, it's, it's enough. Can I ask a just a side question, but related? And um, if I was running a tournament, well, and I've you know I've run a bunch in the past and a couple recent past, but I mean, I don't. I typically just use Excel, you know, because I don't, I don't, I don't need to bother with anything else. When I see people play someone that they regularly play with, even in later rounds, I might just swap it to the next one. What's the difference? So, like, if I saw you and Alex together in your last round, I'm like, now nah, just I'll, I'll pick the next one up. Because what is it like one point difference? Let me just ask you, with that in mind, is that something that would irritate people? The idea that, well, I wasn't really supposed to play. Like, who cares? Who gives a shit? At a certain point, you're all middle of the pack anyway, right? You're not playing at the top table. Well, and sometimes you may not know that they really want to play each other too, though. Like you and I, if we could go to a tournament, people would be like, oh, they'd probably play all the time. Like, well, no, we haven't played in a really long time, actually. And we would enjoy playing each other. So, it, oh, it, okay. So, you, it's you're, hard to, yeah, good point. Yeah. And I guess nobody wants to be the, like, you raise your hand and be like, can I not play him? Like, it's, it, it creates a, <laughs> a weird scene because then everyone's like, yeah, can I not play him? Can I not play him? <laughs> you know, everyone's like, like, thanks a lot. Look what you started. I, yeah, that's a good point. What, what about that for a tournament? You get like a dance card of people you don't want to play. Like, I, yeah. I don't want to play any of these people. <laughs> I get the idea. It was just kind of like, a, but you're right. In this case, they wouldn't have known anyway. So it doesn't matter. Yeah. So Alex uh, dominated the game from start to finish. It wasn't even close. And he went 3-0 on the day. Nice. So he was the tournament champion. Uh, we weren't quite sure because I think there were a couple other undefeated teams. So as things were being handed out, um, Sean Cowley got third place. There were a lot of, there were a ton of awards. Matt gave out, I think like 11, 12 different trophies. Oh, nice. Um, so I think that's like almost half the people got a trophy. Yeah. I wonder, did he, um, did he know attendance was going to be high and that's why he had them? Well, he knew the attendance number cause he, uh, had to cap it for his space. Oh, um, right. Okay. Hmm. It, so. That's awesome. Um, yeah, so Sean Cowley got third place. I forget who got second place, um, but Alex uh, ended up getting first. Nice. Um, so there was I a tr- got, there was a trophy in the car on the way home. Yeah, there were a few. A actually, few, surprisingly. What? What? Yes. So we, I knew that Alex was going to get some kind of trophy. We didn't know where he was going to finish, but yeah. you know, obviously going three and zero, he's going to get something. Yep. Uh, so he ended up getting first place, which was awesome. Nice. You know, congratulations to him. It's his second tournament win. So. Wow. Good for him. Yeah. And then I got a trophy for longest serving. Serving what? Uh, the NAF. You, what, have so, you, what have you served? You had a failed tournament director at campaign. You've never served. 
I was two failed tournament. Yeah, exactly. I was I was the first NAF media officer. At least I've served. You've never served. <laughs> no, but I, I was the um, lowest NAF number there. So Matt had a trophy for that. Oh, so like the oldest guy is that? I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you <laughs> the won. Old guy you won most old or longest person suffering through the misery that this game is. Wow. Yeah. Good yeah. thing I, I didn't show up and steal that one from you. Yeah. For sure. Uh, but then I also won most casualties. Okay. So. That's a legit one. Yeah, but I did not have nearly as many as you. Um, I had eight in three games. Okay. So yeah, it's still enough to win it, I guess. I don't know what the difference was between my 13 and the next one, but um, yeah. And then on the, the NAF thing, that's interesting. I wonder if that starts a trend. I'm kind of excited because it might be one of the few awards I can count on, <laughs> count on winning. <laughs> Why you laugh? Uh, I don't know. We'll see. There's only like a couple Americans that we see on a, you know, or we have a chance of seeing that can beat me on the, on the NAF uh, uh, number. Ethan Rippon has me, and there's like one other one, I think. That's, yeah. I'm, I'm all for that award. Extreme, I know, you, you know, I don't know if you're a fan or not, because you want, you know, you want to reward on-field on excellence. But I think longevity, mo most served, or high, longest served, I'll take some of that, you know? You know, it's almost like you've paid enough to Mike Muller's side fund over the years. But, uh, <laughs> so, very cool. Well, sounds like a good time. Um, great to see uh, us hit two tournaments and the two's Lurpcast host taking home most casualty awards uh, in the same month. So, let's uh, let's make it a trend month to month at our, all of our tournaments. Yeah, we'll be the casualty kids. Yeah. Bash Brothers. Oh, much better. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't think of that one. <laughs> uh, I, I'm always down for like a forearm high five, by the way. I just, I, I want to incorporate that more into my normal life where I can, you know, even, yeah. be, even before the no handshake thing, just kind of like a boom, Bash Brothers. Um, we could both start doing steroids, which I think would be really fun, you know. Sure. Um, we could give each, give each other shots, you know, it'd be kind of fun. Why didn't the forearm thing become more popular during uh, COVID and stuff instead of the stupid fist bumps and elbows and. It, it can we only have been doing forearm bashes. It, it can only be be because of the hatred towards uh, Conseco and McGuire. Um, it, it can only be that. <laughs> anyway, well, let's um, let's talk about some tournaments that are around the old world coming up. We'll run through a list because we're you know kind of early in the year, so it's time to start making your plans, and maybe you'll see us at some of these upcoming tournaments around the old world. You are tuned into the Slurpcast with the dirty player and the sneaky get. Brought to you by Nurgle King. Your decay right away at Nurgle King now. Around the old world. Around the old world. The moment we could talk about tournaments that are kind of in our area. Remember, we are in the Midwest of the United States of America. And, you know, I can't talk about every tournament out there because you know I'm going to miss one. And then the hate mail comes in. But I will talk about what's coming up soon. That's kind of on our radar. Whether we go or not is Super Bowl. Um, Extreme, you are going to go to Super Bowl probably day two. It's two one-day tournaments, right? Yeah, so I'll be there on Sunday. Um, I know the event tickets have sold out for all of the Blood Bowl events at Adepticon. But I think uh, if you keep your eye on it, maybe there's a waiting list and there might be some spots opening up. Mm, okay. Usually you can find a way to get in. And people drop out, too. Adepticon, remember, con tournaments never have the attendance that they do on paper. So, right, like Gen Con, always people just don't show up. 
Uh, that's going on on uh, March 24th. And then the weekend after that, the second tournament in the Iowa series, the Clash for Cash. You can't call it a Clash for Cash unless there's a cash prize. So you're going to win some money and you're going to get money to buy all the crazy inducements that are out there, which means I got to learn the rules of some of these. You know what I mean? I got to learn what Joseph Bugman's going to do for me, what the plague doctor's going to do for me, what Papa Skullbones, what's he got up his sleeve? Do you know all those extreme or no? I know some of them. Hmm. Not all of them, no. All right. I'll just tell you what. To- I would have to crack open that rule book and read those too. Crack it open. I'll probably have you just tell me what to buy. And I'll, I'll just buy those. Make it easy. <laughs> Any other tournaments in our area coming up soon? Uh, there's a couple in April in Ohio, but we can talk about that on the next episode so. in more detail. Um, uh, Spring Fling and Cabbage Cup are both in April. Okay. Sounds good. I'll give, you know what? Longtime Slurpcast fan Alex Schutte, I'll give him a quick shout out. I like his format in the NAF Discord. He set up a, a United States NAF Discord channel, and I could just scroll through by dates and by state and see what's coming up. So I think, uh, Alex, enjoy the boner I just gave you by hearing your name on this show. Enjoy. Yeah, very, very organized. And very I'm organized. sure he's going to give me all kinds of crap about my game against my son. But yeah, Well, that's right. Who's that's it? what he does. That's right. You tell him he's only your second favorite passenger going to tournaments then. If you were driving to a tournament with Alex Schutte instead of Alex Mitchell, would you ever forget that he's there? Um, I don't know. I think, I think it's probably less likely. Yeah. But you would still be spooked. But you wouldn't wake up. You, <laughs> <laughs> you said you were spooked. It's your words. You're like, oh, I'm friends with this guy. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god what the hell <laughs> what has happened to my life <laughs> spooked yeah <laughs> i've wasted my life Why you laugh? oh man uh we kid we kid i i gotta balance out the shout out with 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 uh with, with an insult that's just how we do things on slurpcast well extreme let's uh let's take a quick trip into into the dugout because we go inside the dugout talking about what we got going on brought to you by mcmurdy's Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. i'm loathing it you are tuned into the Slurpcast with Extreme and Johnny P. Lodging to a speaker near you. That's where we are. Inside the dugout. Extreme, I'm going to make a uh, executive decision here. Uh, I just realized we've been inside the dugout the whole time. We've, we've been here the whole time. I was going to say, let's go inside the dugout. Yeah. Literally, inside the dugout would be us talking about our teams. We've already done that during this, so I'm thinking... Um, Let's get right to the Slurpcast exclusive, shall we? Absolutely. I think that's what they've been waiting for. That's right. You are tuned into the Slurpcast, your source for Blood Bowl discussion in the States. Brought to you by Spiky. Just kill it. And now, a Slurpcast exclusive. Ah, the exclusive. This is the moment. We, we've had our pants down the whole time waiting for this moment. Some of you have seen the teaser on the Zlurpcast YouTube channel and a few other pictures, Zlurpcast Facebook, the Zlurp Nation group. Join that if you haven't already. Got to answer some serious questions, obviously, to get in that. But there is a Zlurpcast. Are we calling this the coin or token? It's supposed to be a token, but people have been saying coin. Ball token is what you're calling this. Because it's not just a token. People have to know it's a ball token, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, using it as anything else, I think, would be a little silly. Okay. 
remember in the old days we had our own trophy we called the Mikey because it looked like Mike Mahler. Yeah. What do you think about giving this this ball token slash coin a name so that way it doesn't feel like well, what do we call it? what is it again? You are the ones who are the ball lickers. The ball licker is what some people were saying because it says ball licker on the. Do you like that as a name like a like an informal name like oh it's like you can get your ball lickers over here or do you do you want to keep it more family friendly? No, I'm fine with that. I okay. don't care. Okay. Because one side of the coin, when you have the ball, says ball liquor, and the other side of the coin is like a why you laugh. Why you laugh. So it's kind of laughing. We're laughing at you. You don't have the ball. And you want the green slurpee because they do make you stronger. It's like Popeye and a spinach. You know, it's how it goes. It's like extreme chugging a bottle of slurp piss, you know? So the ball yeah. liquor token, the, the Slurpcast ball token, very cool. If you've not seen it, please look this up. It grips, you have the prototype extreme. It grips the base, right? If you're using a 32 millimeter. Yeah, so, yep. So this is a Charlie Victor um, ball token. Um, I don't think we've mentioned that yet, but if you've never purchased any products at all from Charlie Victor, then you're missing out. Um, they are, in my opinion, the luxury items of Blood Bowl. Uh, yeah. He puts a lot of thought into everything. So this ball token, um, the green side has a lip on it that will hold your model uh the red side doesn't because there will be no model on it when the ball is loose um but all the little attention to detail that he put into it it's a very nice um piece i got to play three games with it uh over the weekend in this last tournament so that was the uh one sample copy that we got and i was able to show that off and it was awesome i enjoyed playing with it outside of having to explain who you were and why it's important and why it's cool <laughs> otherwise it was cool yeah cool token what is it and who are you why do i care oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> why is my guy a ball licker? right so let me ask you extreme if they're if the outside of its lips then wouldn't the model inside be a tongue such li like liquor like inside of the lips would be the liquor sure of, right I, I, yeah. hey i i'm no science guy but anatomically the tongue is inside the lips. That's just how it goes. So, so when you go to blitz the guy with the ball, you could be like, I'm going to go hit the liquor. Yeah, hit the liquor. Um, liquor in the front, poker in the back. That's what we do. I think that um, knowing you've got this token, it's already going to be a, a mental thing with your opponent. It's like, whoa, this guy's big time. He's got some cool exclusive swag from Charlie Victor products. By the way, charlievictorproducts.com. You're going to hear an awesome commercial at the end of this episode talking more about a great partner. If you have any question onto the quality of products, like you said, luxury items, the base rings are great. You've seen me post pictures of those. I've had an, uh, uh, another ball token from the past, but the extreme blitz on cancer token was also Charlie Victor and the quality is perfect ribbed for her pleasure on the outside, which we always like is the ball is the ball liquor. Is that got that rigid thing on the outside too? Yep. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. It's a black rim, but it, it is ridged mm -hmm. for whose pleasure. I don't know. It has a nice weight to it. Like everything about it is perfect. Like yeah. he, he did a really good job. And if you've seen the pictures of it where you can like see through um, the uh, inside image around the cup, it's very cool. Like, so you can see the pitch underneath it. Yeah. It's, it's done very well. It's super thematic. It fits the show perfectly. It's, Definitely going to be something that we're excited to get into your hands and the ways to get this. That's really what we're here for. They want to know how to get this because 
it, I'm just going to tell you right now, it's limited quantity. We are not making more. What we have is what we have. So, Extreme, you want to mention the three ways to get this token? Three ways. Let me see if I got all these. <laughs> so, way one, pre-register or pre-order through Charlie Victor's website. Uh, the pre-order will go live one month before they're actually on sale. The official release date will be Slurpee Bowl. So it's probably going to be um, pre-order around July 24th-ish, I believe. Okay. So you can get in line then, get your order in, so that way you're a guaranteed one. And Charlie Victor will be shipping those worldwide. Um, so that is one way of getting them. Uh, if you are going to see either Johnny or myself in person, you can get coins from us in the future, as long as we still have quantities available. Mm -hmm. The two ways of getting the – or the first ways of getting that you can if you're attending slurpee bowl and you're on the list already i will be sending out an email where you can reserve one for yourself by paying in advance and i will give it to you at the tournament mm. or the day of the tournament if you see johnny you can buy one from johnny in person are we going to like should i undercut <laughs> you on price <laughs> <laughs> so extreme has them for 20 but i got them for 19 so <laughs> No, the price is firm at $20. Um, and so if you buy it from Charlie Victor products, you can get it shipped to you so you don't have to worry about Slurpee Bowl. But then they pay shipping, and then you wait for it. Or if you want to get on site to be one of the cool kids, you can either fund Extreme's hopes and dreams or mine. And you can buy them in advance when you register or, or as part of your registration or just get them on site from me. Um, I will be taking cash on the spot, whereas Extreme's taking most likely PayPal money. So if you got secret money on the side in PayPal, maybe extreme. If somehow you went to the ATM and they actually gave you money, well, then you give that to me at Zorpy Bowl. Once we're out, we're out. When we, I don't imagine we're going to sell out there um, just because we're going to have more than the people that are attending. So like extreme said, if you see us at a tournament in the future, you can buy one and we'll kind of go from there. Um, trying to stay consistent. We're not looking to like, you know, have one higher, buy them here, it's worth whatever. But I will say this, we've agreed, you know, Charlie Victor Products and us, that's basically, this is very limited. So you're not going to want to wait. You're going to want to get your hands on one of these. And I've heard that, I, I can't confirm it, but the sooner you get one, the luckier it is too. I, okay. I've heard, I can't confirm. I'm waiting for a couple of reports back on that. Uh, but we've done some tests. But if you get it sooner rather than later, it should be on the green side more often. I don't. I don't know how okay. it works. Man, I, I don't know the science, but I've heard things. Um, I also want to kind of put out a little stipulation. Johnny and neither Johnny or I uh, intend to ship any of these, so mm, please don't. Thank you. Thank you. Contact us and ask us to mail them. Um, if you need it mailed to you, uh, we're going to direct you to Charlie Victor. Yeah. Um, you can order from him, and he will ship to you. And while you're there, buy some cool skill bands and other stuff to make your order uh, worthwhile. Yeah, I got a, um, I used the Charlie Victor dice cup and also the other ball token I've used before. Uh, they got some cool injury dice. The, the base rings are phenomenal. I use those all the time. I have so many of them. I've done three different orders that have had base rings on them, you know, over the last year or so. Uh, big fan of using everything there. So yeah, Zlurpcast exclusive, the ball liquor, Zlurpcast token, is going to be available very soon and get your hands on one and sooner the better. You want, you want that extra, extra bit of luck in there. Green Slurpees tastes better. 
All right, Extreme. Is this the, the episode? We should wrap up now? I think so. You've been promising these commercials. I want to hear them. Yeah, you're going to hear the commercials. Next episode, we'll probably do in uh, early March, we'll do a big Adepticon preview. There's also a chance I may secure an interview with a game designer who created a new game, new-ish game, heavily influenced by Blood Bowl. That's the tie-in right here. Big Blood Bowl fan and said, I want to take Blood Bowl to the next level. I'm going to put it in a fighting pit. So there's a game out there. And we're going to talk to the guy next episode. So you come on back. You subscribe on everything. You know, iTunes, Google, wherever you get podcasts. That's where you subscribe. Check out Zlurp Nation. Follow at Zlurpcast on all of the social media channels out there. And I think it's time for all of these amazing commercials. You know, it's like the Super Bowl. It's what we wait for. You know, you watch the game to get to the Dunkings Ben Affleck commercial. That's what, what that's what I did. I watched the football game and I stayed for the boy band commercial. That's what we have now. So we'll talk to you next time. Bye bye. Bye. Bye bye. For listening, stay connected to the show and get official merch at slurpnation.com. This episode brought to you by Charlie Victor Products, your home for essential blood bowl accessories such as skill rings, patches, coins, dice, and more. Charlie Victor has also created the amazing new Slurp Cast Ball token. Show the gaming world your love for one of the original Blood Bowl podcasts by getting your hands on this limited edition accessory. The Slurp Cast Ball token will be available on Slurpy Ball 13 and online at charlievictorproducts.com. Pre orders for the exclusive Slurp Cast Ball token. Start at the end of July. Limited quantities, so don't miss out. Get all the essential Blood Bowl gear you need at charlievictorproducts.com. The man, the myth, the other guy? You know him as Extreme, and he's the creator of the entire Slurpee franchise. From its humble beginnings of just eight people to this huge Blood Bowl empire it has now become, the Slurpee Bowl is the tournament to be at this summer. Now in its 13th year, this event keeps getting better and better. They're sending people that have lots of problems. And they're bringing those problems with us. Spend a hot summer weekend with sweaty fat dudes. It'll be worth it. What up, Sean? They're watching you, everyone. You're a distraction. A pawn in a sinister scheme devised by an insidious regime. You were chosen as a subject. And now you only have one purpose. Entertain the masses by trying to conquer the death path. The government has taken precautions. Savage robot constructs known as Pathfinders roam the maze, waiting to strike when you're at your weakest. You may even have to end the existence of another unfortunate subject within these unforgiving walls. Will you survive or fall victim to the government's fatal punishment?
get your copy of Death Path and find out. Thank you very much.